Hello guys and welcome to our new revised show, Weekly Market Review, where we go over what's been impacting the financial markets and crypto for the past month and explaining in simple ways why you should look for particular news. On today's agenda, we have the economic downturn equals a red sea, the financial markets analysis, Bitcoin and the S&P 500, prices to look out for, the top crypto stories, Helium launching a 5G mobile service and FTX buying Voyager's assets. On to the first section, the economic downturn. This month, Chairman Jerome Powell held the first Fed conference since July, and no punches were pulled at the speech and sent shockwaves through the financial markets. Many wondered how far the Fed would go to break through this inflation crisis. And this section will summarize what was said in this meeting and explain what it means in simple terms. Once a month, Chairman Jerome Powell holds a conference to discuss what the US government plans to do with inflation may be by adjusting for interest rates. At the end of August, Jay Powell could not have been any more explicit on the government's role to keep raising interest rates to kill inflation, creating a hawkish view of the Fed. The Fed is committed to bringing down the core inflation back towards its 2% goal and using all the tools at its disposal to do so. In the last speech, he rose interest by 75 basis points, which means 0.75%, which was priced in by the market as this was an expected figure seeing how hawkish Jay Powell was during another inflation speech during August. Since he stated bringing down inflation will require economic pain, he also plans for unemployment to reach 4.6% next year, which is above the government's plan, but this is another requirement to ease the economic pain. Let's go over some specific figures. The poor core CPI, CPI, core PCE and PCE figures were acknowledged to be caused by supply side issues, and it's also that long-term inflation expectations are well anchored. To aggressively tackle inflation, the government will also be selling more assets off its balance sheets and continue raising interest rates. The selling of assets from its balance sheets compromises of 60% government debt and 40% mortgage debt, which equates to selling off 95 billion a month. The housing market. Some economic data also reviewed by Jay Powell, including weaknesses in the housing market and to tackle inflation, the Fed wants the market to crash. This goes back to an economic theory called the wealth effect. In short, this means that crashing the market means people are likely to feel poorer, meaning they're more likely to spend less. A reporter asked Jay Powell during the questioning section of the last speech, how is it possible for housing costs to continue to go up despite the increase of interest rates, including the cost of rent? And what did it mean by resetting the housing market during the Jackson Hole speech? He outright said the Fed wants to bring the cost of housing back down in line with the fundamentals so that the average person can afford to buy a home again, which sounds like good news, sort of. This is worrying because rates might not come down anytime soon, as stated by Jay Powell, even with a housing crash. Now here's a little section on why markets move after the Fed speech. So anytime there's an inflationary conference, the markets become more volatile and as of recent, have been seeing a sea of red. So when will the Fed finally pivot? Meaning, instead of raising rates, the Fed starts lowering them again, which in turn cause assets to pump since investors will resume buying fiat to buy said assets. In short, 
The pivot will happen once something in the financial system looks to be collapsing. Historically speaking, this occurs after a stock market crash. But it's clear that this is not the case this time, since the stock market has been on a downturn since January of this year. And if it's not obvious, the Fed care more about bringing down inflation than stock prices and even the actual economy. What to watch? If you want to be in the known of why markets keep heading towards the downside or flip towards the upside, keep an eye out on these things. The core CPI and CPI figures. We want to see lower figures month over month. And the core PCE, PCE figures. We want to see a 4.6% core PCE by the end of the year. And if you really want to look out, by 2025, we want to be back at the 2% inflation figure. The energy crisis impacts the whole economy and personal spending. This also is included in the PCE figures. And also be on the lookout for the Russian global markets, the sanctions, oil prices, and war impacts the world and shake consumer confidence. And those were the main bits of the economic news. And now it's time for some technical analysis after the fact. Looking at the S&P 500 daily chart, you can see that the stock market has been on a downtrend from its highs from around 4,800 points to 3,591 points, a 23% loss from peak to bottom. Now that all major catalysts for September have been seen, we can now focus purely on price action and technical analysis. Taking what was said during the inflation metric section, the US Fed is targeting 2% inflation not to be confused with the CPI index which calculates inflation another way. This S&P 500 is compromised of the top companies in the US, so if they sell off it impacts the entire index. For example, companies like Nike, Nvidia, AMD, Meta, Shop, SQ, Google and Microsoft have all broken down marking lower lows as of recent events and missing earnings, which is another sign that there is no buying pressure to say the bottom is definitely in. But Tesla being the usual black sheep and performing well due to their Tesla AI day. I do recommend watching it, it's pretty cool. Interesting to note, from a technical analysis view, we have spotted a recurring pattern regarding the RSI price action show. We do recommend looking at the chart that we posted on the Medium article of this podcast but I'll explain it anyway. On numerous occasions, when there has been a significant decline in the market, the RSI has hit extreme oversold levels and bounced back up, correlating to a pullback swing upwards. This supports a swing up towards 4,100. On the Discord, I did post another forecast. A clean break below 3,695 could send us towards 3,546 points which would reflect harder in the crypto market and could soon see Bitcoin break 18k. And what happened? The lowest point of the index was 3,558 for September and Bitcoin 18.1k. So prediction was pretty close, but it was just a hunch. Anything could happen. And here's some areas on the S&P 500 you ought to be looking out for. You want to be looking for the resistance level of 3,900 points. Support levels are 3,595, 3,546, and 3,208. These levels could take weeks, if not months to hit. Markets don't just continuously go up or down, remember? And as a reminder, this impacts the crypto market even further 
in whatever direction the leading index decides to make. And with that, we'll go with the Bitcoin price analysis. We covered the S&P 500 first on Crypto Review because as Bitcoin grows in the market capitalization and dominance, more smart money gets injected into crypto, meaning the same people handling those large sums of money will more or less likely buy and sell Bitcoin at the same instances as taking profits or selling off the S&P 500 index. A TLDR of this is the more that crypto grows, the more it will correlate to the stock market due to adoption increasing and smart money having a significant influence on crypto, which is kind of the goal at the end of the day, some would argue. Bitcoin is slowly approaching a major key support level of 18,000 down from its highs of 69,000 or a 73.69% drop. The following short-term resistance is $24,676 and a break below $18,000 would indicate further selling pressure towards $17,500 and in between $3,800. Tying up what happened during this month's speeches, the global markets and the outlook of the world economies right now, there is a lot of doubt in the financial markets. Spending is not encouraged right now due to rate hikes energy crisis, rent increases and oil prices are stabilizing for now. And that concludes the macro environment and financial market section of the crypto review. If that's all that you really wanted to hear, then you are most welcome. But if you have time, let's go over some cool crypto only related news you might find interesting and talk to people about without just mentioning Bitcoin or losing money. Our first headline Helium launched 5G mobile service. Crypto is yet another step closer to world dominance. I mean, increasing its market share and migrating to the general public. In short, Nova Labs and T-Mobile have partnered to launch Helium Mobile, a 5G wireless service for smartphones. It will use Helium's decentralized, crypto-powered 5G network, as well as T-Mobile's network, switching between the two as needed. You might ask, what is Helium? Well, its token is actually HNT. That's right, you can mine this stuff. Helium is a network of decentralized wireless hotspots that incentivizes users with crypto tokens for running a node and supporting the network. The initial Helium network focused on powering Internet of Things or IoT devices like sensors and trackers and has more than 950,000 nodes operators at present. You can currently make a couple bucks a day from purchasing a Helium miner. And at the current prices, it takes around six months to make a return on your investment if you so choose to get one. Non-financial advice, of course. I do recommend on checking this out. Helium Mobile will be a mobile virtual network operator or MVNO, utilizing the T-Mobile and Helium network for customers in the United States. The service will be launched in the first quarter of 2023. It is based on both T-Mobile's nationwide 5G network and Helium's user-operated 5G nodes. Nova Labs work with smartphone manufacturers to create phones that are specifically designed to adapt to constant change. Users can bring their own phone, but a press release suggests that Helium certified phones will be more efficient at validating network coverage and therefore may earn more mobile token rewards. And lastly, Helium Mobile's news follows the launch of a proposal to move to the network Solana from its own custom blockchain. 
Solana is an emerging blockchain platform for apps, DeFi and NFTs. Token-based voting is scheduled to conclude on the September 22nd. The users voted overwhelmingly in the favor of the proposal. And lastly, FTX buys Voyager's assets. The drama concludes, or maybe it's coming to an end for Voyager. Sam Backman fried FTX US is effectively bailing out Voyager Digital Exchange investors whose 1.31 billion of crypto holdings were stuck in a bankruptcy proceeding. Voyager Digital said this month that the cryptocurrency exchange FTX, whose bailout proposal the bankrupt lender rejected earlier this year, won its assets in a 1.42 billion auction. The FTX offering includes a fair market value of all of Voyager's cryptocurrencies at the dates to be determined. Bankman Fried has been throwing lifelines to shore up agencies in a shaky virtual belongings sector, aggressively obtaining belongings, technologies, and clients of distressed crypto agencies at the reasonable price evaluations. The purchase agreement between FTX US and Voyager will be present to the US Bankruptcy Court for the Southern District of New York on October 19th and will be subject to a creditor vote according to Voyager's announcement. And that's all we have to report on this month, DGENTS. We hope that you gained some insight and your brain grew a little bit bigger after hearing this. We hope you have a good month and we'll see you next time. Thank you.